when the bell goes for round number one. In the words of the legendary referee, Mr Mills Lane, the team at Rocked are firm but fair. Pundits at ringside, JJ and Mark Warren. I thought it was kittens, mate. It is. Long story. And now, pound for pound, round by round, fight fans, here we go! This is Rocked. Yeah, welcome back. We're back, baby. JJ Rocker. Yes, sir. Round three. Round three. Rocked. Ready to rock. Great feedback out there. Everybody's getting rocked and uh, and still new and noteworthy. And we love still. Apple. We love Apple. We love Apple and Apple loves us. Not quite as much as what we love Joe. I mean, we... We, we love Joe. We love Joe a lot. We love Joe. Joe Rogan, he's on the show. Next week, I'm hearing... Not next week. No, next week. A couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Although I'll tell you about it later. I'm, I'm going to America. Championship rounds, maybe. Yeah. I'll talk to you about stalking laws. Yeah. With Joe. Yeah. Because you've worked out where Joe's ranch is, right? Yeah. We've worked out where Joe's ranch is and how far ah! away he's... Uh, yeah, that's maybe a story for another day. And you uh, sort of know where his um, studio is. That's right. That's and right. some of the places that he likes to eat. <laughs> yeah, some of the places he likes to eat. That car- that carnivore diet that he's on has nailed it down. Wow, it's down. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Joe, congratulations on that diet. He lost an incredible amount of weight. He did. Is this called Rocked or is this called Joe Rogan on repeat? Who knows? Shuffle. E- everybody loves Joe. You know what? I don't want to get too down, but it's uh, we-, we need to make a couple of mentions here. Definitely. We had a tragedy in Australia. Yep. Um, not too long ago. And uh, from you and I and the boxing community uh, to the Abdallah family, to the Saka family, who lost four angels collectively, um, just beautiful, beautiful people. And as a ro- result, as a result, perhaps we're going to get that zero, zero alcohol level on the roads. I hope so. Yeah, so do I. I hope so. Our thoughts and prayers... Our thoughts and prayers go out to the Abdullah families, the Saka families, as they do to our American friends that join us on Rocked, rock.com.au, wherever you're getting us, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Apple iStore, new and noteworthy, right? Our 10 bells go out to Captain Ian H. Macbeth, First Officer Clyde Hudson, Flight engineer Rick A. De Morgan Jr. Those men, those brave Americans, came to help us Australians in our hour of need again. And my goodness gracious, what a tragedy! And it was beautiful to see their families come out yeah. uh, for a ceremony and uh, and to see that our country. I'm just so proud of their efforts. Um, but to those families, we salute you. And in boxing, in the boxing world. Ten bells goes your way. All right. It's time to get a little bit upbeat. And on with the show. Rocked round number three. It's brought to you by Powerbox Premium Fight Equipment and Apparel. Now giving the world premium quality gear. Mr. Worldwide. Powerboxboxing.com. Now, JJ, you're looking good there in that. Powerbox Premium Hoodie. Premium. 
Tell me, what's the point of difference, my little man, my little big man, with unparalleled boxing IQ? You love these gloves. Love them. I'm a little bit of a glove aficionado, I feel. Yeah, so I, I see that. All, I see All that. the brands. Yeah. That was approached by the team at Powerbox, mm-hmm. hooked me up with a, a set of 10-ounce gloves, mm-hmm. and I've had bad wrists. I've got bad hands. Mm-hmm. These are second to none. Wow. Unrivaled. They are fantastic, very comfortable, and they're perfect for any level. Yeah. And I've also heard you've got a pair on the way that are personalised. JJ. 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 JJ Rocker, BMF, bad motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the talk. Now, I've been around some boxing gyms and uh, I've had some hot gloves. Yeah. And a few of my hot gloves in the past have gone missing, Mark. Mm-hmm. Not going to happen with JJ on them. JJ BMF. BMF. Maybe I have to earn the BMF. <laughs> Maybe I have to earn the BMF. Maybe that's coming for, for my second set. Round number three for Rock that's brought to you by the people at Power Box. Power Box. Mums, dads, nans, pops, boys, girls, you can have your name, design, personalised, custom fit, whether for play or climbing to the top. Like my Northern Beaches super middleweight, El Loco Beast, Matthew Tapia. He got a big fight coming his way as well. Dubai, is it not? And he's wearing Dubai. Pa- yeah. He's wearing Power Box for the hungry and undefeated. For the hungry and undefeated, drop the E in power and go to powerbox.com. There it is. See, Love do it. it. Love it. Who else have I missed here today? Well, for the greens. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. It's not a laughing matter. No. It's not a laughing matter. But you know what? First of all, they wouldn't let us backburn. They wouldn't let us hazard reduce when and how we'd like or let our Indigenous brothers and sisters uh, help manage the land as they have for 120,000 years. We got the fires and we lost all those beautiful animals and, uh, you know, they wouldn't let us clear hollow logs because for fear of hurting wildlife. Well, as I said on rock round number two, you don't have to worry about the wildlife. One billion gone. One billion gone. Crazy. So, you know, they told us that the dams would never fill. (laughs) What? And uh, Hang on. Hang on. Not just that, we got rain bombs. Yeah, now I know great. about drop bombs. Drop bombs. I, I know about drop bombs. I'm going to see drop bombs, right? I'm, you are. I, you are going to see drop bombs in 24. But we're talking now. rain bombs now. Rain bombs. Rain bombs. Climate change. Rain bombs. Yep. Now, can I report the dams are now 79 percent full? 79. In closer to 80, actually, 79.6 percent Warragamba. But they're never going to fill again, you see. No, never, apparently. Because of climate change. Yeah, that's right. Right? I'll tell you what it's called. It's called climate. It's called Uh, weather. And I would like this for, this is more for my English or our English fans. Yep. Our American fans. Yep. Might be sitting out on the boulevard. Yep. A little bit of West Hollywood or MGM Grand Casino. Lovely. Wilder Fury coming your way. Wow. Talk about that. Fight week. Fight week. Here we go. Dorothea McKellar. I'm going to do some poetry. I love a sunburnt country, a land of sweeping plains, 
of ragged mountain ranges, of droughts and flooding rains. I love her far horizons. I love her jewel sea, her beauty and her terror. It's the wide brown land for me. For the Greens. Right. You good? Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> You're all right? How's your week? Mate, my week's been fantastic. Mm. I had the uh, mm. honour and privilege of meeting. Bad motherfucker. <laughs> uh, the, ba- the baddest. Wow. The baddest. Flying double knee. Had, had, had the belt to prove he was the baddest. Wow. Of course, I'm Jorge. talking about Jorge Masvidal. Wow. Now. Wow. Thursday week. Max Markson involved. Max Markson heavily involved. Some would say the saviour. The saviour? The saviour. So it was a, un- a unique event. Where was it? Where was it? Meet and greet with now, Jorge. JJ mm. considered a bit of a city mm. slicker. Jumps mm. in his car from Water- Waterloo. Mm. Mm. Toyota, of course. Jumps in. Oh, what a feeling. Yes, continue. That's right. Jumps in, jumps in the car with his uh, little brother mm. and his little brother's good friend. Mm. And we begun our journey to Rudy Hill. Mm. Rudy Hill RSL. Well, it used to be called that. I think it's more than a suburb. It's yeah. more than a postcode now. I forget what it's called. Yeah, it's but yeah, now yeah, the, yeah. the Sydney Coliseum, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on the border of Mount Druitt. Yeah, Mount County. Mount County. Get AMG, my guy, the mayor of Mount County. And shout out to my boys at 1-4. Those boys are running out out Mount Druitt ways, let me tell you. That's a story for another day. Okay. So I arrive, very excited, purchase tickets, meet and greet. We get there prompt, we get there early, ready to go. Interesting crowd, as you could imagine. Colourful. Very colourful. Electric. Electric, most definitely. A lot of city slickers or more, more western... Oh, definitely locals to the area, I reckon. <laughs> I can say it, bruh. I mean, I, was, I grew up Borkham Hills, so yeah. I, I'm I'm a Westie living in the East, so I can get away with it. I've yeah. done my time, bro. Done your time. <laughs> no problem. Proud Westie, brother. In fact, I, I go further west. I'm born in Young. Born at Young. Cherry yeah. picker. That's very west. Jack Whiten. How you doing? Wiradjuri. Always Can't was. Can't fight or, Jack Whiten, I hear as well. Always was, always will be. Great young man. Great, great young man. Going to have an even bigger year. For the New South Wales Blues. And then I just heard people in LA say, Mark, what's this? New South Wales Blues. I thought this was boxing. That's our rugby. That's our rugby league. And yeah, yeah, Jack White. Yeah, he can fight a little bit too. Sure can. Yeah. So we arrive ready to go. Mm-hmm. We sit down, great seats, mm-hmm. uh, second row. So JJ Splurge with the tickets, right? Sitting down. Uh, we get. Some word that Jorge's not feeling amazing at the moment, so he's going to be a little bit late. That's fine. If you're the baddest, the baddest MFR on the planet. It's a hey, Samuel L. movie. Hey, it's, I'll it's, wait. It's Pulp Fiction. I'll, That's the wallet that says bad motherfucker. <laughs> if you're the baddest, yeah. I'm prepared to wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 definitely, minutes go by. Uh, his manager comes out and says, hi, guys, blah, 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 just letting you know Jorge's not feeling amazing. But what he did say is you guys are early. He's not late. Wow. So, yeah, so the move was pretty cool. It was yeah, all right. Yeah. He walks in super casual with Tyson Pedro, another UFC fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes in. Can I just say Tyson Pedro, a big shout-out, one of his great supporters, Fidel. Hey, Fids, how you doing out there? A big supporter of Rocked and a good mate of Tyson Pedro's. Yeah. Apologies. Good good, good people. Yeah, Good yeah, people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walks in, 
super casual, just like another one of the boys, and goes, hey, guys, how are you? Everyone stands up. There's probably about 30 of us in the room at this point. These are the people that paid for the meet and greet. Form an orderly line. Line up, take the photo, blah, blah, blah. Everyone's doing the face-off. He was fantastic, blah, blah, blah. I get there. I personally didn't want to put the belt on. you got to earn that. I said to him, ah, oh, hey. Did not... Did, did you did you not say can I just have the photo? I'm not wearing the belt. Did you did you did you yeah. tell me that? Yeah. So I went up to him and he's kind of. Are you too cool? He kind of. That's your belt, man. I handed the belt to me and I was like, Nah, man. This, I didn't fight Diaz. You know, this is wow. yours. You earned this. Wow. And he kind of looked at me. and was like, Super cool, man. Took the photo. Whatever. Is he coming on rocked? They whispers. There's whispers. There's whispers. Joe's first. Joe's first. Okay. okay. Take the photo. He's awesome. Then it's time for uh, him to do the rest of the Q&A and stuff like that. We all sit down. The rest of the crowd filter in. We're sitting down and he walks on stage and so does this other bloke who doesn't introduce himself, right? Who is he? So there's two chairs on the stage. Yes. I get that. Jorge's sitting on the MC? Apparently. Later we found out he was. But he just kind of walks on stage yeah. and casually goes, uh, it's, and this is exactly how he sounded. He goes, uh, hey, guys. Um, yeah, so we've uh, we've got the um, the, the uh, baddest, oh. baddest mother, motherfucker on, on, the, on the planet here today. He goes, he's just a, uh, he's just the sickest, the sickest C-bomb. 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 Drop the C-bomb. Wow. Didn't say C-bomb. No, I know, I know, I know. Our, our audience, though, they're, they're, yeah. they're well aware, well yeah, versed yeah, yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at this point, I'm like, well, I don't know who this guy is. <clears throat> and to come on like Hang that. On, is he the MC? He, he, he's the MC. What's his name? Uh, I'm not into the, I'm, listen, snitches get stitches. <laughs> so, I'm pleading I've fifth. had some shockers, man. I'm pleading fifth. <laughs> I've had some shockers, but this is going next level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of all over the joint and tells a story about how Jorge was buying ginger shots and some bloke dropped his gold card. Jorge picked it up, gave it back to the bloke. Yeah. The MC kind of goes, oh, I would have just taken it, you know? Mm. And the whole crowd's looking at each other going, who is this guy? Yeah. Why, why is he this way? Then he kind of sits back on the chair and just starts daydreaming. At this point, Jorge has said close to nothing. And Jorge just... It was a big event. Big event. This is a, one of the premier fighters in the world. World-renowned, this guy. And Jorge grabs the microphone and goes, damn, these people are going to riot if I don't start speaking. Yeah. He goes, I'm going to be real with you all. We just smoked way too much weed backstage and my brother here ain't feeling it right. <laughs> He's so all, greened my, all greened out. All greened out. All greened out. I don't know. Hey, 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 we don't condone the green here. I mean, I listen to a lot of John, Joe Rogan. Yeah. And I know it can be used for medicinal purposes and so forth, but this wasn't being for medicinal purposes as such. No, and I couldn't imagine a homeboy with the microphone at the start was too well-versed in the old uh, devil's lettuce, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> devil's lettuce. <laughs> so, so it wasn't quite, wasn't quite the start that uh, I was expecting, 
That's for sure. But Jorge was awesome. LA tomorrow. <laughs> the Jordan, yeah. what? It's everywhere. <laughs> it, it's it, everywhere. It, it is everywhere, but it's also legal there. Absolutely. And I think... Um, not in Rudy Hill, it's not. No, no. <laughs> not yet. But I think Playboy came on and was kind of like, yeah, he would have been in the back. Jorge would have gone, you want to hit this? Oh. And he would have gone, yeah, brother, I'll do it. <laughs> nah. Wow. It doesn't play like those, miss, let me tell you, people say Pitbull's Mr. 305, Jorge's Mr. 305, wow. the king of Miami. Wow. So he would have been smoking that good good, I reckon. <laughs> and uh, old MC just couldn't hang with him. Joe, so that, Joe Rogan, he, he, he likes his green. He yeah. does. And the CBDs. The CBDs, yep. I like the sound of that medicinal-wise. Yeah, medicinal-wise, but that has no hallucinogenic no, properties. No, I don't, well, I don't so. need hallucinogenics, you no, see, JJ. no. Definitely don't. You hear me? But for the uh, next 40 minutes, yes. uh, the interviewer mm. wasn't on planet Earth. How embarrassing. Of uh, the most embarrassing. <laughs> How much a ticket? Uh, we paid three, uh, 350 Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I just got a whole. But, but whole I must say, worse. I must say, Jorge was worth every cent. And I want to give a shout out yeah. to industry professional mm. and the best in the business, Max Markson. Man, can that man work a room? Oh, can my he work word, Kenny. He stood in front of a very motley crew, which mm. was in mm. one of the rooms. I think it was function room three and mm. four at Rudy Hill RSL, formerly known as Rudy Hill RSL. <laughs> and Rudy Hill RSL. That's going to... Hey, Benjamin, he's the Benjineer. The Benjineer's going to, I'll tell you what, Benjineer, Benjineer's, we keep going, Benjineer's going to Google us because I know yeah. it's more than a postcode it and is. it's been rebranded. So we're not going to be disrespected no. to my men from the West. No way. Absolutely Benny not. will get back to me what it's called now. It's, it's the Rudy Hill RSL. It's more than a postcode, but then it, it went a step, I'll come back to you. Yes, yeah. brother. Yeah. So he kind of sat down and he answered all the questions and started telling stories and then started going on about, all these different stages, this is Jorge, and he was just fantastic. In terms of run-of-the-mill normal guys that was just passionate, a lot of a lot of these fighters, I think, get a bad rap because a lot of the time they do media during fight week. Mm. And fight week, you're seven days out from punching someone in the face that you've known about for th- close to three months. Yeah. So you don't really feel like talking. No. So when you get these fighters that are outside of fight week or not in preparation for a fight, mm. they're actually incredible people. So Jorge was just fantastic, answered a lot of questions. To it's the fair p- to say that you've got a man crush on yeah. Jorge Masvidal. Most I heard about Jorge Masvidal from you about maybe 15, 20 in yeah. the previous three days. <laughs> You're pretty amped to see Jorge's my boy. You know what I said? We, we're not going to swear on this show for the sake of swearing. But I think you can BMF. You can kind of rattle it off. BMF, I see as a title. Yeah, a you title know, because that's and he earned that. Yeah. So that's that's where that's where we're at with that. Yeah. But uh, tell me about Jorge. Tell me, tell me two or three uh, things that stood out for you that he imparted with the audience that were. I the, think it blew your mind a little bit. The most insightful thing that I took out of that Q and A, yeah, was uh, there was a question from the crowd because old mate was greened out. They had to go to fan questions. The MC, yeah, the MC. No, MC was hammered. Let me tell you, <laughs> he wasn't well. Um, 
they asked him about uh, pre-fight anxiety. Mm-hmm. And he put it down to something which I thought was fantastic mm-hmm. and it crossed over way more than fighting. Mm-hmm. He said, if you have faith in your preparation and on top of having faith in your preparation, if you have someone that's, he didn't say line ball, but for our Australian listeners, line ball, fair income, ready to go, honest with you, he goes, you shouldn't have anxiety. If you have a coach in his, from his perspective mm-hmm. that says to him, Jorge, you're doing well or Jorge, you're doing really badly. He goes, I'll know exactly where I stand. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in that change room, I know that in terms of preparation, I've done everything in my power that I can do. So that's what keeps my anxiety at bay. And I just thought that resonates so strongly across every industry. Preparation is everything. It just, it, he was so insightful in terms of how he saw things, how he saw respect and Everybody knows how famous he is for that five-second knockout on Ben Askren, right? That knee that was heard Double around knee. the world. It was Double just knee? One knee. One knee, but the fastest knee. Five seconds. Five seconds. Five seconds, right? Lights out. And some guy said to him, obviously it was a pro Masvidal crowd, goes, yeah. oh, how do you feel about Ben Askren? Did it feel amazing to you know, end him the way way yeah, you yeah, did? Yeah. And he said, yeah, obviously, high, highlight, of his, highlight of his career. But he said, I still respect Ben as an athlete. In terms of in terms of an athlete, I can respect him. He's he's so insightful and he's been around the game for the longest time that he's he's just the epitome of a fighter. When's he up next? Well, that's he was talking negotiations. He wants Kamaru Usman, who's the current UFC one seventy welterweight champion, mm-hmm. which is in his division. Mm-hmm. So they're negotiating for fight week which is July, I believe, of this year, and that's when he's in next, he believes. This is Rocked. Welcome back. This is Rocked. And, yep, I'm starting to get excited. I'm starting starting to get excited. excited. Now. Wow. You forwarded an email to me. Wow. A couple days ago. Yes. With a uh, certain credential. Yeah. Now, wow. Say I wasn't sweating jealousy out of every pore. Envy is the mud that failure throws at success. <laughs> hey, hey. Y- y- your boy was envious, let me wow, tell you. I knew you would be because I knew that you'd appreciate it more than me. Definitely. Because I think this would be my, my 16th rodeo. Did oh. you say rodeo or rodeo? Definitely rodeo. I don't yeah, know okay. anyone that says rodeo, but that's fine. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so um, for Epicenter. Yes. Dot .tv. The fantastic people at Epicenter. Rock.com.au, our little show. The best people at Rocked. For Powerbox.com. Amazing people at Powerbox. In conjunction with Fight Callout. Of course. I'm going to see the Gypsy King. <laughs> the Gypsy King. Against, NGM Grand Casino. <laughs> against the Bronze Bomber. Wow. The most yeah. anticipated fight yeah. in boxing. Yeah. <laughs> They're saying the most anticipated fight, not heavyweight fight, fight yeah. since Ali Frazier won, which was billed as fight of the century mm. at Madison Square Garden where Marilyn Monroe sat ringside with the chairman of the board, Cranky Frankie, Frank Sinatra. The who's who. Insane. <laughs> Insane. Which Joe Frazier, Smoke and Joe, um, 
won on that occasion. Max Markson brought Smoke and Joe to Australia. Shout out to Max Markson, the I best had, in the biz. I met Mr. Frazier. I met Mr. He, uh, by the way, on Max, he brought out Sugar Ray Leonard. I introduced Mr. Leonard yeah. at the Western in Sydney, gave his fight CV for Variety Club, raising money for, for kids' hospitals. And then he bought the baddest BMF on the planet, Mr. Mike Tyson. And I introduced Mike. Uncle and his, Mike. And his, Uncle Mike, that's right. And the Jeffrey's mate. Hey, Mike, it's Mark. <laughs> you can hear me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's coming, Mike. <laughs> and so um, I introduced Mike at the International Convention Centre and he did his one-man show. And he whispered in my ear, there's no pun intended, and he said, good job. <laughs> yeah, no. That's what he said, bro. That's what he said. I'm just telling you. You've been around the traps, haven't you? I have. And so now. I'm heading back to Vegas, where it all started. Back to Vegas, MGM Grand. 1995, my first trip there. 1995? My first rodeo. Oh, so. 1995, so I would have been about 23, 24. My age? Costa Zoo, Jake the Snake Rodriguez. Yep. And uh, Michael Douglas. Interesting. Michael Douglas. Do you want to ask me about Michael Douglas? I would love to know. So. Because we've got to come back here. It's about Fury and Wilder. It's yeah. not about me and Mike. Mike, Mick, as I call it these days. <laughs> Mick. Buddy, buddy. <laughs> buddy. <clears throat> so I, I'm sitting ringside. I have $400 wager with the big Texan behind me with the big gallon hat. Yep. And um, Colourful character, I could imagine. Big guy. Yeah, he yeah. seemed cool. And this guy sitting next to me who walked in with two magic wands. Yep. Blondes. Glamours. Um, he he moved the ladies to sit on his right, hmm. and he said, you, "You just watch yourself there, and you know, make sure you get paid and stuff like that." And and I'm sitting oh, there, damn. yeah, sunnies and, uh, and his hair slicked back, yeah. And we're watching the undercard together, and I've yeah. had my last four hundred dollars. Mm. In fact, I borrowed the four hundred dollars. Twenty four? You serious? Four hundred dollars? A lot of money back then, right? Big cash. Big cash. And I had my last $400 on Costa Zoo by knockout. And, you know, this Texan, you know, he was a good amateur. He was this, he was that. You know, he, this pro, this is Jake the Snake Rodriguez. Boom, boom, boom. And I did well. Yeah. I did well. Yeah. I did really? real good. Yeah. And, and, and the guy next to me, Mick, <laughs> he's saying to me, just make sure you get paid. To this day, I reckon one of the ladies was Heather Locklear because Michael was going through a well-publicized sex addiction at the time. What? He was. I'm not. I'm just saying. If, if you Google that, Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, my, oh, yeah. Heather my, Locklear. Well, I'm just saying. If it wasn't Heather, it was definitely a lookalike. Can I say that? That's not defaming anyone. No, it's not defaming anyone. Mike was going through an addiction process. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a process. Now, now I did say snitches get stitches, but this is only. Well, new. I've got a. I've got a. I've got a feud. With yeah. Mick. I got a feud because I had access. Yeah. To the media room. Uh, so I was getting, you know, what do you call them, you guys that are out there with the big red cups now? They're like grad party, big red cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Mick three or four beers. Ah, uh, buddies. Yeah, but I still didn't know it was Mick. Right? Didn't know. No idea. And then, so now I can say it. I was doing radio for 2GB and 2KY and Triple M and Today FM, Osteria Network, uh, and some television and, and so forth and... 
knockout, boom, press conference. It's you know all over the joint. Kid from we just said before, kid from the western suburbs. He yeah. lost on me. I looked at him. I went, streets of San Francisco, Mick. He went, yeah, you got nice to meet you, Mike. Anyway, Michael owes me <laughs> three beers. <laughs> 1995, Mick. Three, oh, maybe four. Now, I didn't pay technically because I'm from the media room. But, and you know, I've done some NIDA work, some acting work. Yeah. It could have, that was my sliding doors moment. Could have been anything. Could have been anything. Anything. Sliding doors moment, huh? Well, you know, no, no, in a business sense. Yeah, in a business sense. Not a sense. biblical sense. Not a biblical sense. Well, then again, Michael, as I said, was going through an addiction process. <laughs> Come on. Welcome, 1995. Welcome, Mark, to the MGM Grand, January yeah. of 95. And um, it snowed. There you go. It snowed in Vegas that year. Now, the bookmakers, the bookmakers, Fury, Wilder. For my friends at Bed Easy, we're powered by Bed Easy. Bed Easy, great people. Good people, Matty Tripp on the team. Powered by Bed Easy for this one. Deontay Wilder, a dollar eighty-seven. Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King, one eighty-six. What they call line betting? What yeah. they call a pick 'em fight? Big time. What they call at the line betting? It's a pick 'em fight. She's a fifty-fifty fight. Yeah, a true fifty-fifty. Right, take it away in your hands. Hit me with it. I think for the first time, boxing's gotten exactly what it's been screaming for. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of uh, infighting between promoters and managers and different brands, Mm -hmm. different networks, and the top fights are hard to make. Mm -hmm. This one, albeit wasn't immediate, but we've gotten it in a a relatively good space Mm -hmm. where – after the first one, which was insane. 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 We finally got in the rematch and they're both still in form and both still undefeated, which we love. Tyson Fury, the lineal heavyweight champion of the world. The lineal heavyweight champion of the world, that's Deontay correct. Wilder has the WBC. WBC belt and AJ has got the rest. The, the rest. IBF, the IBO from memory yep. and the WBA, heavyweight champion of the world. Tyson Fury uh, still remains with that duck egg undefeated yeah. and considered widely or is the lineal champion. Yeah. He's my man in the heavyweight division. That's your man. Oh, I love the Gypsy King. Um, I listened to him. I watched him on an interview today that he said, I want to be cut. I want to taste the blood. That's what I'm born to do. I miss his right hand. Yeah. Quote, unquote. Yeah, he's an animal. He said, sometimes you you find a dance partner that just can't dance like someone else. He yeah. said, I miss you, Deontay, because you're, you're such a good dancer. And he, he also said, Wilder's jab is underrated. That was probably what stood out for me. He said he wants him to cut him again. He said, I'm cut just here. Open me up. I want to taste my blood. Yeah. Are you serious? Well, this man lost 68 kilograms. Yeah. Oh, That's Jeff Horn. Insane. That's Tim Zoo. Yeah. Talk about them soon. Absolutely. That's Tim Zoo, Jeff Horn. He lost one of them. 68 kilos he yeah. lost. Lost to Jeff Horn. Wow. Yeah. He lost to Jeff Horn. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe it? Um, for me, for me, you don't get up 
that knockdown. I mean, I scored that fight. I backed Tyson Fury with the team at Bet Easy. Yep. Two knockdowns, two 10-8 rounds. I did the maths that matter. Yeah. To my wallet. Yep. And I still had him 115-113. However, as my great friend who I hope to see in Vegas, the Colonel Bob Sheridan. Yeah. He'll say, he says something like, Mark Warren attacks. He's a wild man. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got stopped in round two. However, oh, I digress. No. <laughs> hey, Dean Lonigan, Fight for Life, Yellow Ribbon. Yeah, 10,000 Kiwis at the convention oh. centre. My pleasure, brother. We raised $1.3 million for male suicide. Good cause. Another story. So... The colonel said to me, that, and it stuck with me, mm. we're calling a Chris John fight in Singapore, and he said, Mark, you've got to understand, a lot of the times where people are talking about controversy and they're talking about uh, red-hot fights and they're mm. talking about robberies and so forth, he said, Mark, and it makes so much sense. I think we've already talked about it before. But three judges see three different fights. Yeah. So when I heard those cars, I think one of them had it 116, 114. For, for, the other had it a draw. Mm. I could live with a draw. I can live with a draw. Yeah. Um, in fact, going into the fight, I was a 50-50. And you know what? I mean, everyone's a genius in hindsight. You know what made sense? What? A draw. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Despite your invested interest. I'm talking interest, with the bookmakers. It, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, it, it had draw written all over it. But despite your invested interest, yeah. I truly believe Tyson Fury won that first fight. Well, which is why he'll win the second fight, right? Um the Gypsy King is a throwback fighter that walked out of a scene in Snatch. <laughs> you know, he's a throwback fighter. He is. It goes back through his ancestors. And, yeah. And I just believe I watched him training with Roach on tape with Freddie Roach. I listened to him talk boxing. I watch him with that long reach, that left hand, which is sometimes a jab and they say he's not bruising grapes. People miss the point. Mm. It's it's stopping the right hand yeah. of Deontay Wilder yeah. with good reason. Definitely. And he can use that jab. Um, I believe he learns more from the first fight. And to get up, the only way you get up off that second knockdown is by way of ambulance. He got up. He did. And he was resurrected. Out of every fight I've ever seen, I still cannot explain how that man got up. Well, I don't either. I, I don't know how he got up. I don't know how he got up without an ambulance and a siren. Don't know. I think, though, his story in terms mm. of the when he walked into that ring, mm. my opinion was he wasn't ready. He was, in my opinion, when he walked into the first Wilder fight, I didn't believe that he was ready to fight at that level again. Mm. He had two walkover fights where he didn't look impressive. Mm. In terms of losing all that weight, that's one thing. When you People in the know will understand that you can get down to a certain weight, but to be able to operate at that weight, which was much lower than what he was walking around, is a, di is a different story. You can weigh the same amount, but your body may not function depending on how your training's going or, or what you're doing in terms of in the gym and sparring and everything. I thought he was underdone when he walked into that Wilder fight. Now, I couldn't he surprised me. I couldn't believe that he wanted to stand and trade. I couldn't believe it. But then someone, was it you that said to me, Mark, he needs to be inside because he can't let Wilder's dangerous from a distance with that massive reach. So he wants to be inside and trade. 
Well, that's the. That's We've got the another thing. war coming. In 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 the first fight, what he did so well, and he's got this incredible boxing brain. Mm. I watched the fight back the other day, and what I found was his best defensive tactic was mm. actually offense. As he was moving around, changing angles, he was actually constantly jabbing Wilder's right hand, which we all know has the touch of death. The hardest punch in arguably the history of boxing. I don't agree with that. You don't agree? Who's no. Who's got the best punch? Mike. Mike, you're And I think Johnny Lewis would say there's a good argument for Sonny Liston, but I'm, all, I'm just looking at tape. But I, I think Mike, and Mike doesn't hit you once. <laughs> he catches you three or four times. But that's what we're talking about. Yeah, we're yeah. talking one. Yeah, I know. And he's, he's – How does he do it? He's what? like – he's – He starches bodies, starches bodies. It is insane. But as I was saying – But he only weighs 98, 99 kilos. I have completely thrown any logic out the door in terms of trying to work out how – Six foot or seven. How he punches that way. Six it's foot insane. seven. 34 years of age as a heavyweight in the prime of his career. That's right. As I was saying, as he's jabbing Wilder's right hand, he's keeping Wilder's right hand in a defensive position because obviously Wilder doesn't want to get jabbed to the face. So as that right hand is tucked next to his chin, that means he's not getting hit. So as as that as that goes on, what happens is Wilder can't throw that right hand from a position that's tucked defensively. Mm. So that nullifies that bomb mm-hmm. that is that right hand. He's so smart. His ring IQ is insane. He's got the body of a heavyweight, but the mind of a little man. The mm. way he boxes, the way he moves, it's like they haven't gotten him to look in the mirror. And he, I'm sure he thinks he's the size of Lomachenko. The way he moves is beautiful and beautiful. Insane. Well, we, we, on our first show, we talked about our favorite heavyweights. Yeah. There's a little bit of Big Daddy about him. Little, yeah. There's a little There's, bit of Big Daddy, Riddick Bowe. Yeah, definitely. The way if he you're moves, in Vegas, that, that slapping jab. I'm landing tomorrow, Big Daddy. If you're around, love to love to have a chat for fight call out, epicenter.tv. You're going to catch it all over Instagram, all over Facebook, all over Rocked. If Big On Daddy's Instagram, there, yeah, at yeah, Rocked yeah. Podcast. Look out for our stories. They're going to be insane. Insane. <laughs> We're going to get a taste of what it's like to be in Vegas with Mark Warren. I know. I know. But yeah, okay. We're going to. We'll talk about my Vegas stuff a little bit more, or one or two. I'll let you pick one or two. But we're going to talk junior medals because the reason that I go to Las Vegas is I'm really proud to say we're going to Australian called Daniel Drop Bombs Lewis. He's on his way to Vegas. In fact, he's there now with Graham Shaw, Baby Matreski, Johnny Lewis, and the clock is ticking down. We'll talk the junior middleweights after this, this, this is rocked. rocked. Welcome back. This is Rocked. This is round number three for our great friends at PowerBoxBoxing.com. Great people. Thank you for your help. The junior middleweights, they take me to America. They yeah. take me to America. A young man called Daniel Lewis. I called his, we, we called his last outing on a Billy Hussain program at the Hurstville Entertainment Centre. Yep. A devastating win. Post-fight, he called them all out. All of them. All of them. He called out Horn, he called out Zoo, he called out Zarafa if Michael wants to dance at, at junior middle. Yep. Um, and so now he gets a chance to go to America 
and fight a man known as the Towering Inferno, Sebastian Fundora. Big raps on this kid as well. Big raps, big shoes. He stands at six foot six inches and what, tipping the scales at about 70 kilos. Are you serious? It's a joke. He's the biggest Mm. super welterweight Mm. I've ever seen in my life. It's a little bit of a throwback for me. In fact, Babe Matreski, who went on his first trip to America with yours truly yep. and now managing uh, hey, wow, great left rip, great left hook. Anyway, yep. Talking about him as a fighter, yeah, Dave yeah. Matreski. Boxing IQ, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant encyclopedia. Um, and here's a man now guiding the fortunes of Drop Bombs, Daniel Lewis, a kid from- And doing a great job, may I add. Doing a fantastic job guiding him. Well, it's no secret now. He said, Mark, I basically harassed top rank. Mm. Well, that's what you need to do. Wow. You need need to do that. Some people are doing it well. Tony Tolls. Yeah, working very hard. Operator. Operator. Definitely. Lives, eats, sleeps, boxing. Had an unbelievable mentor in Craig Christian Mm. out of Harry's Gym in Perth. And then he learns the training side of the game, the promotion side of the game by <laughs> H. Angelo Hyder. And he, he makes his own path. I'm really yeah. proud of Tony Tolts. And, yep. and, and Babe, I tell you, I don't think there's many more street smart kids in Australia or young men in Australia than Babe. There's certainly not anyone in Australia that knows the international game of boxing. Maybe I'm sitting with him outside of Babe Matreski. He... he, he Oh, lives, eats, very, sleeps. Very well versed in boxing. Oh, you've heard it. A sh- student of the game. Doesn't tolerate fools when talking boxing. No. <laughs> no. Angry human, actually. <laughs> Not at all. He no. once kicked a chair at me. <laughs> yeah. I'm the... sure with good reason. He was fighting at Lakemba. Yep. And I was telling him to sit down between ring between rounds. And Johnny was doing the corner, but he oh, wanted wow. to he wanted to stand. Yep. I don't think he'd had the best prep. Interesting. And, he, and I'm, Peter, sit there. <laughs> well, uh, expletive, expletive. And the stool came through the roof. Yeah. Oh, anyway. We laugh. We laugh. Yeah. So guiding the fortunes, Daniel Drop Bombs Lewis, yep. 2016 Olympian. Yeah. Goes away. Over, His words. Over 100 amateur fights, may I add. Stellar amateur career. His words. Gets fat. Yep. The distractions, the alcohol. Yes. His brother gives away alcohol and Daniel says, I'm giving away alcohol as well and said, Mark, I don't think I'll ever have another drink. Yeah. He then proceeds to call out everybody. Yep. And he wasn't disrespectful. No. He was. I think that's why we're here today. We, we talked. Let's talk Junior Middles because it's just, and we'll come back to the fight because he's in the deep end. Yeah. He's only had six pro fights, and you talked about the amateurs. And that includes, come on, a W against one Tim Zoo. Yeah. Let's be real. Well, that's the thing. When he called them out the night we were calling his <coughs> fight, that was the most polite way to say, I will bash you from pillar to post mm. that I think I've ever come across. He did it with he such wasn't class trash, he, wasn't, he wasn't. He wasn't trash talking. No. He just said... Tim, I beat you as an amateur. And I'll, I'll beat knock, you again I'll, as a pro. I'll knock you out as a pro. Wow. Were his words. Wow. I was talking to Danilo Creati. Yes, from Bondi Boxing. 
Tony Delvecchio. Hot off a win in Korea. And Danilo said, Mark, did you see the fight between Daniel Lewis and Tim Zhu as an amateur? I said, no, I didn't. He said, Mark, he fought him as a pro. He stayed on Tim Zhu. He yeah. didn't let Tim yeah. get off those silky boxing skills. Yeah. Wow. He's an animal. He's an animal, Daniel Lewis. But even coming through the amateur ranks, I think it was general consensus that Daniel's style was tailor-made for the pro game. Okay. So I think he's tra- he, it wasn't immediate. His transition to the pro game almost didn't come, which was a surprise to many because his style was so tailor-made for the professional game. He has that style where he comes forward but not doesn't come forward rec- recklessly, puts his head on your chest and just punches through you. That's why everyone's saying, oh, it's a big risk. And Fundora obviously has 13 fights to Daniel Six as a professional. Kid from Western Suburbs, kid from Londonderry. He, he Londonderry to Las Vegas, Mark. It's a long way it's from Londonderry to Las Vegas. He'd know. I'll tell you what, he'd, he'd know. Hang on. I, hey, Benjamin, help me. It's West HQ. Rudy Hill RSL, formerly known as Rudy Hill RSL, <laughs> as you said, is now at West HQ. West HQ. Thank you, Benjamin. That's Benjamin, they are Benjamin. And uh, yes, I said Benjamin. So Daniel Lewis, all the way to Las Vegas, baby. Yeah. Against the Towering Inferno. We'll come back to that fight because he yep. has, I want people to understand, he has, I, I'm looking at top rank. I'm looking at press releases. Yeah. I'll, I'll stand corrected, but I think you'll find that Fundora, the Towering Inferno, yep. make it simpler. Yep. Or perhaps Sebastian. Sebastian. We call him Sebastian. He's being described as a super welterweight junior middle tomato tomato. Yep. Sensation. Make mm. no mistake, Australia, when you purchase your fight on main event, you're watching Fury Wilder. First up, you're going to see Daniel Lewis, the first of the pay-per-views, take on this, yeah. uh, this rising superstar out of West Palm Beach in Florida by the name of Sebastian Fundora. Cuban, Cuban. I'd have to. I'd have to have a look. We'll look but that it's, up. It's def- definitely Hispanic heritage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's got USA, but I'm sure. It, I, yeah, I'm, I think perhaps Cuban. I again, I'll stand corrected. But the junior welterweight, or rather, the the junior uh, middleweight division is stacked. So stacked. we know. So we know that Tim Zhu is slated for Jeff Horn. Yeah, so let's be real. The big three right now, and that's no disrespect to Daniel Lewis, the big three Mm. are Horn, Mm. Zoo, and Zarafa. Correct. Now, I have breaking news. Breaking news. Tony Del Vecchio is adamant he wants Danilo Criati's name on the menu. It just gets hotter. Oh, yeah. But I'm going to say this because I think it's already, I'm I'm not talking out of school here. I think it's already been public. I asked you. Mm. I'm sure that. Danilo or Babe Matreski has already said, hey, we'll get through this. We're ready for Danilo Criati as well. We'll take that fight on a minute's notice. And Del Vecchio out of Bondi Boxing has said, yep. we want the fight too. I don't know what Del Vecchio is seeing, but I suppose it's a fight game. They're all being very respectful about it all. Yeah. Hot division. Yeah. Lewis Criati is on the cards. But that's that's what the sport needs. Del Vecchio knows he's boxing. Matrevsky knows his boxing. If they bring them all to the table and make them fight, right, all these guys are ready, willing, and able. They're chomping at the bit to fight each other. And that's what all fighters are like. It's the management. They're not protecting made-up duck eggs. No. 
Not at all. They want to. They want to test zeros. themselves. They're not protecting zeros. Not at all. Chasing the big names. Lewis and Criati make sense. They're both six and six. Yeah. Both six and six. Drop bombs, Lewis. Daniel's a rat. No, sorry, rather Michael's a rapper. I've put him in the conversation because we know he likes to fight at middleweight. Yeah. But would you agree if he wants a slice of the cake with the big names here in Australia? Yeah. He will not get another crack at Horn at middle. Forget about it. No. He will not get Tim Zoo at middleweight. So can first of all, can Michael Zarafa make junior middle? I'd say so. I remember him telling me on a Team Ellis show three or four months ago. Yeah. Maybe five months ago. He said, I can make junior middle. And he said it very flippantly. So he was very, very confident about it. So I, let's take that as a guaranteed. Yeah, okay. All let's, right, we'll do he's, that. He's, de- he's definitely in the mix. But what I'm hearing... Mm. For very reputable sources, and by reputable sources, I mean Michael himself, that he's fighting Chock. I've heard the same. Our last guest. I heard the same. And what did he say to us, Chock? I got some news. (laughs) He said, I'm not done yet. Coming soon, baby. It's coming soon, baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's all gravy, Mark. It's all gravy, baby. It is. It is. And I said, I'm just saying. He said, I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah. And look, a lot of people have been in my ear. To be honest with you, yeah. saying Chock's got to hang him up. Chock's got to hang him up. Right? Yeah, come on, talk me through this. Now, yeah. if you're Joe Bloggs mm. that is kind of looking at the situation and goes, Chock's won world titles and mm. made his money and probably hasn't given in his best performances as of late, it's time yeah. to walk away, yeah. right? Then if you're looking at it through Joe Bloggs' eyes, then I'd say that's the way to think. However, mm. and this is a big however, Mark, as you know, we've been around some pretty special people at the prime of their career and at the tail end. Mm. Now, when you try and think logically, but from the perspective of somebody that is an elite athlete and a high achiever, like the Mundines, like all of these boxers, it's very hard to walk away because they genuinely believe in their heart of hearts that they're still there. The one thing you can't buy is the roar of the crowd, I think Jeffrey Fennick once told me. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. These guys are adrenaline junkies. Steve and Jeffrey. That notoriety and that feel of fight week, you turn up and that's who you are. You are there. People are there. They're paying their hard-earned money just to watch you perform. Mm. It's a feeling that you can't, you'll never be able to replicate. So these guys are constantly chasing What's your point, Mundine, the rapper? uh, Is he done? I think, personally... Chock shouldn't fight again. Okay, well, you took a long time to get to the point. Yeah, because gun to the head is different to hindsight. So when you're explaining someone's livelihood and their health is in the mix as well, you got to think about everything. But what I'm saying from the perspective of somebody that grew up almost idolizing Chock, I don't need to see him again. Neither do I. And I think you did idolize Anthony Mundine. My only... The only way I see it's okay is that with the exception of Jeff Horn, we saw him in that war with John Wayne Parr. Yeah. We saw him with Green up in weight. Yep. He's much healthier up Mm. in weight. Yeah. 
but then he was walked over by Jeff Horn very, very quickly. Yeah, but he was eating oats in the back after he had to weigh in after because he was so sucked up on fight night. So the Horn Camp... Because of the claws. Yeah, the Horn Camp zapped him. He was... Let me tell you, any fighter that would have had to have gone through what Chock did that night and fight week would have been chinny. Anyone. That goes back to what Graham Shaw, who worked the corner for Daniel Lewis, with with uh, Danny Girl. I'm not saying that the result's going to be different, but in the lead up to the fight with Triple G, mm. there was a clause in regards to a weight limit. Yeah, and Gearley was fried. And yeah. Graham Shaw said to me, "You, the last place the fluid goes back, Mark, is to is, the head." Yeah, of course. And I saw little men start, little men rather, start to roll over Anthony Mundine. That's right. Not big men, little men. Correct. Horn was the exception. Yeah. But like you just said, the lead up to the fight was not good for Anthony. No. No, it wasn't. But Anthony, I know you're listening. (laughs) I know you're listening. All gravy, baby. And we want to tell you, if you do choose to ride off into the sunset, you've earned it, mate. Enjoy the fruits of your labour. Turn up to the fight, shake hands. People are going to love you wherever you go. Yeah. But if you do have that burning desire to jump in the ring again, which I honestly believe you do. I feel more invested now than ever. Mate, I, take I, care of yeah. yourself. Wasn't he fantastic? He's a legend. Wasn't he fantastic? He's a legend. All right, so what does Daniel Lewis do to beat Sebastian Fandora, the towering inferno? How does he do it? Now, the towering inferno mm. fights like a one-story house. He's an inside fighter. Tall boy. Which is ridiculous. Ridiculous, but it is what it is. Now, Daniel Lewis, we know, is a great body puncher, right? So that prime real estate on a 6'6", super welterweight, that's all guts. So Daniel has to smother him. No breathing room. Don't go jab for jab. You're not going to win that. You've got to be inside and guts it out. Daniel Lewis is going to show us the dog that he has inside of him. He's got to be chomping at the bit inside. I have no doubt Graham Shaw's put together a fantastic game plan, but at some point, both of these young men, both Sebastian and Daniel, are going to have to dig deep. This is a real fight between two genuine future contenders. He's got to come to the body, come in early, come in hard, and just look to absolutely dominate. But it's that body punching and that real estate in the midsection that he's got to take advantage of. Nine KOs. From 12 victories and one draw. Yeah, in his last outing Sebastian as well. Sebastian Fundora. Daniel Lewis, as we've mentioned, he's 6-0. and The kid from Londonderry who dances under the bright lights at the MGM Grand Casino, the first of the pay-per-views, and you can catch all the action on main event and the lead-up with thanks to powerbox.com.au and I'll be dropping some files uh, through Instagram, through Facebook, uh, through epicenter.tv and fight call out. And we wish Drop Bombs Lewis all the best. This, this is rocked. rocked. Welcome back, round three. Mark Warren in the chair, JJ Rocker, riding side saddle, my wingman. Yes, sir. Unequaled boxing IQ. This fight, Zoo Horn, April. 22nd. 22nd. Main event television. Wednesday night. Book it. Yes, sir. And uh, Matt Rose, Dean Lonigan, really kicking goals out there. My boy, Matty Rose. Your boy, Matty Rose. Yeah, putting it on for the city of Sydney. Always was, always will be. 
Bed easy. Having a look at Bed Easy, my friend, powered by Bed Easy. When we talk prices, we talk Bed Easy. 244, Jeff Horn. Mm. 151, Tim Zhu. And for the record, Tim Zhu, no rematch clause. Yeah. How do you see the fight? Uh, you know what? Everyone says they're not ready mm. until they are. And I think this is when we will find out what Tim Zoo's made of. I like what you just said. They're never ready until they are. Yeah. Well, wow. How do, well, how do you know? You don't until you're in there. Hmm. I see us doing a top 10 pound yep. for pound the last decade. We've been putting it out there on Instagram. Mm. It wasn't a top 10 because we couldn't get it to 10. <laughs> so we got no. about 15. Yeah. About then 15. I thought the babe, Petrescu, got to about 16. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, you know, your, your researchers are your greatest producers. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. But I just want you to consider mm. that we agreed that Manny Pacquiao comes in at two. Yeah. I think we agreed that Terence Crawford probably comes in at about four. Yeah. And we can agree in black and white, that Jeff Horn has beaten two, sorry, has fought, fought two. <laughs> has fought two of yeah. the pound-for-pound pound best, best of the last decade. decade yeah. And beaten one of them. Yeah. What I'm saying is it is a massive jump up for yep. Tim Zhu. Yeah. He has not been in with Terence Crawford. No. He has not been in with Manny Pacquiao. No. Jeff Horn for me mm. is not a middleweight. No. At that level. No. If we're talking world level, if we're no. talking taking straps. No. He was frying himself to make welter. He is a monster at junior middle. Yep. We saw what he did in the rematch with Zarafa. Yeah. And lucky to do so. Yep. A pressure fighter. I believe it's a very hard fight for Tim Zhu. I believe it's a very hard fight for Tim. I really do. Yeah. No, I would I would agree. There's no sugarcoating it. This is definitely the biggest step. I'm gonna go a step further. Yep. If you hung me out the window. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't go that far, right? <laughs> no. no. Two forty-four. Like if I was forced. Oh. Two forty-four with bed easy. Yeah. Big price. That's today. That could change by look, the time you listen to this. Look, it's massive, right? And mm. Tim knows what he's up against. I think people are trying to kind of bank on the fact that they think Horn's done. But in terms of that talk of oh, big step up for Tim, and absolutely it is, right? Mm. But many people, mm. myself definitely being one, mm. I gave Horn no chance against Pacquiao. I didn't. Because I had a look at his CV prior to the Pacquiao fight and I went, well, he hasn't fought anyone of that calibre. Mm. There were people in the Pacquiao camp, without mentioning names, that had said stuff like, you need to fall over on the way to the ring to lose this fight. Yeah. That's, see? I'm not going to make excuses for Pacquiao. I don't think it was a good camp. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. He, Jeff he, got the job done. Yeah, he beat the fighter that was in front of him on the night and no one's ever, ever going to take that As away from him. As Kerry Packer had just one Alan Bond, perhaps Jeff Horn will always have just one Manny Pacquiao. And what a scalp mm. to sit on the mantelpiece. Yeah. 
This is called a power play. Yes, sir. <laughs> We're going to call the fight. Yep. Right? Yep. Benjamin's going to throw some sound effects all over it. Yeah. And between now, over the next three, four, five weeks, mm-hmm. we're going to take your entries on how you, the fans, see the fight. And guess what? With thanks to powerboxboxing.com, some customised, itemised gloves coming your way. Fresh, flying, flashy. You're getting J- you're getting a JJ Rocker. Yes, sir. Customise the wrists and the gloves yeah. and the thumbs and uh, coming your way. Yep. Curse of our great friends at Power Box Boxing. Yep. Uh, we're going to choose with total bias. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how we're going to do it yet. But you can enter for an itemised, customised pair of Power Box Boxing gloves. Mm. So let's set this up. Before we go into what Jeff Horn calls the dreaded round number nine. Wow. Think Pacquiao. Think Zarafa. Think Zoo now. Think Crawford. Think Crawford. Just skip round number nine. Yeah. Although the rematch with Zarafa, he liked round number nine. He did. It's always exciting. You want to be sitting down for round number nine in a Horn fight. Well, here we go. This, this is rocked. rocked. The dreaded round number nine for Jeff Horn. Tim Zhu, JJ has won every round to date. Horn was down in round four. He's got every round Tim Zhu in the bank. He's surely on his way, coasting to victory on the back of a beautiful left hand. Laser precision from Tim today. That right hand has been landing at will. Seconds out. Here we go. Round number nine. There's the bell. And again, Jeb Horn charges at Tim Zhu. Tries to get on the inside. But Zhu stands outside. Finds the zone. Finds the range. The pinpoint accuracy. And peppering with the left hand. Horn frustrated. Continues. Good head movement, but gee where's Tim Zhu on top of his game here in round nine. Horn was down, but definitely not this hard and continuing to put on the pressure. Horn pushes back Tim Zhu into the neutral corner. Uh, Horn slips the left hand, goes to the body. Short right hand from Tim Zhu, and back on the bike he goes. That left hand again, the pinpoint accuracy. Throws the right hand to the body. Horn, oh. big left hand. Down goes Zhu. Down goes Zhu. This is Rocked. And welcome back to Rock round number three. You've got it all, this one. We've talked heavyweights. We've talked the BMF, the bad... No, it's 4-3-2, sorry. This is Rocked, round number three. Big show. Massive. (laughs) Big show. Massive. Ah, dear, oh, dear. And all with thanks to our good friends at powerboxboxing.com. Powerboxboxing.com And just by listening to Rocked And commenting on Facebook Join us on Rocked Podcast Rocked Podcast on yep. Facebook Yep. And you could be getting your own Itemised, personalised uh, Powerbox Boxing uh, Gloves A Coming fresh, your way fresh set of hitters. How is that fight going to end? Zoo and Horn I can't wait Good call man <laughs> Great, cool. Great cool. Tim, I love you. Jeff, I love you. <laughs> anyway, a little bit of theatre. A little bit of theatre in your hands. Where are we going? Vegas, baby. Yeah, I'm going to Vegas tomorrow. 
You are going to Vegas tomorrow. I am. I am. But before we go to Vegas. God willing, touch wood, I'm a nervous liar. Anyway. <laughs> before we go to Vegas, yeah. I want to go to Miami. Yeah. Now, you told me yeah. that one of, if not the best, mm. Costa Zoo performance was against. Not the, maybe. Definitely. definitely. So you're saying unequivocally this is his best performance, right? 10 out of 10. Miguel Angel, Angel Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Yeah. Tell me about it. Came out of a draw with Julio Cesar Chavez, and it was very, it was very, very disputed. Yep. In fact, most will tell you that he he won, but to beat Chavez in Mexico, even at that stage, yeah, was almost impossible. Yep. And so, Zoo runs into Miguel Angel Gonzalez in Miami. Mm. Babe Matreski was there too. In fact, we tried to find South Beach because we were staying on oh, a no. we were staying on a Miccosukee Indian reservation on the Everglades. Wow! Yeah, in 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 Miami, and we got a car, and Babe and I wanted to go out for one night in South Beach. Yeah, and we did. We got there eventually, and we I'm sure we we took photos on the door on the on the uh, doorsteps of Versace. Yeah, people still laying roses there. Yeah. It took us a long time to get there and a long time to get back. But we had a ball. But, um, yeah, that night, Miguel Angel Gonzalez was never the same. Mm. He was hailed as the new Chavez. And Zoo handed in a performance. I, I personally th- thought, what, what round did, did they, TKO, what round was that? I'm not quite sure which round. But I, I've got Costa's stuff here somewhere. But I'll, I'll come back to that. Yeah. Um, they should have stopped it after Four or five rounds. Destruction. Absolute destruction to the point that Costa was looking over at their corner shaking his head, as was Johnny Lewis. It was it was it was bad. It was a bad beating. And Miguel Angel Gonzalez was just so so brave. Look at the record. Yeah. <laughs> Forty doesn't like, play. Are you serious? Yeah. Are you serious? Ten out of ten performance. Everyone talks about other fights. That's the fight. That's the one for you. That's it. Well, it's the one for Kostya. Yeah. It's the one for Kostya. He'll talk about it. 10 out of 10. Now, that's all well and good. Yeah. And we love our boxing at Rocked. Yeah. yeah. But we also like a bit of drama, a <laughs> bit of theatre. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of romance. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're single. Or you're yeah. allowed to look as long as you shop at home. Something about the menu. That's right. Now tell me. Yeah. Take me to Las Vegas. Yep. Stories, Mark? Oh, many. Many. Many stories. Many stories. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, now, stories. there's a uh, pretty big figurehead in the Western world at the moment. There is many or there's a few. Yeah. 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 One particular is orange in colour. Is that what colour it is? Yeah, I'm going to be careful. Right. I got my Esther... I got my yeah. Esther poems approved, yeah. right? Well, I'm good. I'm gonna go and going to go apricot, you know? Okay. He that, can do what he wants, really. Yeah. That yeah. Uh, Trump last name. Yeah. Does it resonate with you at all? It does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Yeah. Uh, dear, story dear. time. Well, like, yeah. The, the story has grown in stature. The story has grown in stature, but um, apparently... Apparently, Ivanka Trump. You got the story. You 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 tell me. Wow, here we go. Yeah. 
for 15 long years. Mm. Years that have felt longer of late. Mm. Mark Warren has been kicking himself. How did a good-looking Sydney guy, that's a big rap, (laughs) who has been searching for the perfect woman his whole life, is still searching. Yeah, still searching. Let one of the most beautiful women in the world slip away. Yeah, yeah. What was the rugged eldest son of rugby league commentator Ray Rabbits Warren thinking when he turned his back on gorgeous <laughs> Ivanka Trump. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, Annette Sharp from the Daily. <laughs> Let's just set the scene. We're in a bar in Las Vegas. The yeah. year was 2002. Yeah. Yeah. 18 years ago. Yes. I think I was about 33 at the time. Interesting. I was seven. Costia just put in a very big performance against Ben Tacky from Garnia. Yeah. Um, Danny Green was on the undercard. Yep. Uh, Jeffrey was there. Mr. Fennick. Angelo Hyder was there. And so the story goes, and I think it's been embellished. <laughs> <laughs> I was told that there was a lady at the bar who was fond of me. Mm-hmm. And she bought me a couple of drinks. And um, it apparently happened to be Ivanka. I'm not saying it was Ivanka. Yep. But there are a couple of very, very well-known boxing trainers that have since spread the word across the lands into yep. various journalists, obviously. Yep. That it was Ivanka. And the reason why I'm very careful with this is because if the mathematics is right, <laughs> no, Ivanka's <laughs> only 20 years of age and you've got to be 21 to buy a drink in Las Vegas. Even when your last name's Trump, you reckon? Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? Yeah, yeah. So this beautiful blonde had taken a shine to me and wanted to meet me. Oh, it sounds so... Annette Sharp said this would be very good for my dating site, Left Right Swipes. (laughs) And I was was a little bit tongue-in-cheek. Yep. And I said, look, as long as you use a photo of myself, my dad and... It was a photo from Save Our Sons, but they haven't. They've used me in my penguin suit, oh, no. doing my thunderstruck pose in Cessnock. <laughs> Love it, as you can see there. But um, and you know, I didn't know a lot about Donald back then. No, you know, I. They said, you know, he's got a plaza, <laughs> and I said, we've got a plaza in Castle Hill, <laughs> Castle Plaza. In fact, I think the Donald was doing it a bit tough, <laughs> right? Not, not doing it tough now, though. Yeah. Oh, depend, depends who you ask. In oh, all well, fairness, you'll win this election. You you'll win the election. Doesn't matter your politics. You just win. Yeah. But um, now a couple of ring carders. Yeah. You do say you didn't know much about Donald. Hmm. How much did you know about her name? Mm. Yeah, well, it, well I, I wasn't quite sure if it was Ivana or Ivanka. Uh. <laughs> but you bought a couple of drinks. The K was in question. The lady in question that looked like Ivanka Trump that Angelo Hyde, oh, sorry, uh, insists oh. was Ivanka Trump. Snitches. Um, I, I, I'm, yeah, so look, a couple of the ring card girls came through into the bar and Angelo Hyde put the gloves on the girls. Yep. And as an aspiring Fight commentator. I stood up in the shark bar at the Mandalay Bay. Yep. 
and they called the fight between the two ring card girls that were sparring with the big gloves on. Now, I would say... As you do. At, as at, you do. At, as you do if you're Mark Warren. <laughs> Maybe not everybody else, but as you do as you're Mark Warren. And I looked around. About to go back and say hello. The ring card girls, I have a direct quote here. They were described as surgically enhanced. It's Las Vegas, baby. True or false? It's Las Vegas, baby. Interesting. Yeah. And I look back and um, there was a couple of empty drinks on the bar. And oh, no. My dreams went up in smoke. I could have been the media and communications portfolio. Just sitting there in the White House with the Donald. You reckon they got a podcast room in the White House? I reckon we could have one. No problem at all. <laughs> Easy work. That's a true story, though. It's a true story. I'd clearly made an impression on her, but yeah. my mates were more aware of what I was missing out on than I was, frankly. It's something they will probably never stop reminding me about. Yeah. If it was a bunker. It was. This, this is rocked. rocked.